What's up, We Got a Memo podcast listeners? It's me, Michael, coming to you on Labor Day. Hope you're having a good, you know, long weekend. Um, But before, or instead of adding along to our normal podcast, which should come out uh, within the next few days, I wanted to just do a little recap and my thoughts on college football from this past weekend, week one. There were some big games, some blowouts, um, but just my thoughts on a couple of top 25 teams. There's still one game left. It's Notre Dame-Louisville tonight. Notre Dame is ranked number nine overall. Louisville's unranked, but, you know, it's opening weekend. It's in Louisville. Upsets can happen. Some already have, but I wanted to give my thoughts You know, if anything has changed, in my opinion, for the playoffs, I know it's week one, but any loss can be really detrimental to any team's title hopes, especially early on. But it is early on. So, you know, a little spoiler, Oregon lost to Auburn. So Oregon can still potentially make it, you know, if they win out and maybe, you know, a Georgia loses a game, maybe a Bama loses a game, maybe... Clemson drops a game. If other teams lose, Oregon still has a shot. So it's still early, and we've seen it before. Teams with one loss can make it in, but it's going to be a tough road. There's a lot of pressure on Oregon after losing to Auburn, especially, you know, it was an upset technically. So I'm just going to go through each day, looking at the scores on ESPN right now, if there are any implications in my mind, any big implications on my mind, if anyone stood out in the Heisman candidate race, if, uh, you know, a new favorite's coming up, you know, I'm just going to give my thoughts. Like I said, this is just going to be a short little podcast recapping college football week one, and we will get to the rest of the regular We Got a Mental podcast with more people than just me, either tomorrow or Wednesday, whenever we're available. We're going to figure it out because that's how we do it here. So we talked about Miami, Florida. Florida, ranked number eight, won in a messy, sloppy contest down in Florida. The last two minutes lasted about 30 minutes of real time. So it was messy. A lot of sacks, a lot of turnovers, a lot of rust. It was week one. Um, And that's the case for a lot of these games. You know, Florida and Miami had a ton of penalties, a lot of sacks, a lot of, you know, turnovers. But Florida came out on top. It was a sloppy game, but, you know, if... Florida had lost, it would have been a big, would have created a steeper hill for them because being in the SEC, they play tough games, they got tough schedules, and um, if you lose one game early on without facing, you know, an Auburn, a Bama, in Florida's case, a Georgia, it's going to be really, really tough to make it into that, not only the SEC title game, but also the playoff. So that's Florida. On Thursday, number one Clemson played Georgia Tech. They blew him out 52-14. to Some people might say, you know, oh, Trevor Lawrence is having a sophomore slump. He threw two picks. Like I said, it's week one, sloppy game, little bit of rust, new, new teammates, getting adjusted to game speed. I'm not too worried about him. I saw some throws from him that he looked incredible, but, you know, it's week one. Mistakes are going to happen. They won 52-14, to like I said. They're still the number one seed in my mind. Nothing's changing. I Realistically, I'm going to stick with my Clemson pick as winning because they have you know one of the best quarterbacks, best overall talent, coaching, and all that stuff. 
But, um, yeah, nothing changes for Clemson until I see otherwise. Other scores, you know, Texas A&M beating Texas State 41-7. That's important because I think Clemson plays Texas A&M next week. So, you know, potentially if Texas A&M moves up the rankings, potentially a top 10, but if not a top 15 matchup next week, that's a huge game. If Clemson drops, uh, you know, that, like I said, opens things up for Oregon again, um, just makes them less of a lock just because, you know, record record matters. Um, it basically means Clemson has to go undefeated the whole rest of the season, but um, Texas A&M won against Texas State 41-7. Really not a competition. And that's what you'll see in most games in the f- early weeks. It's a lot of Clemson, Georgia Tech, Texas A&M, Texas State. Um, a lot of lopsided games. A lot of highly ranked teams versus unranked teams. A lot of uh, maybe some close proximity games distance-wise. But they're not really competitive. But that's okay. Especially for the big big highly ranked teams use it as kind of a warm-up period to get you know into the groove of things with exceptions like Auburn faced Oregon that's no easy team no easy matchup to go against but I mean Bama went up against Duke Duke's no competition for Bama so a lot of teams you're gonna see a lot of lopsided games Um, Utah beat BYU Utah's ranked 14 I didn't watch that game but um, not surprised. Utah has been a sleepy pick for a lot of sleeper pick for a lot of Pac-12 schools. Um, other than Oregon, Utah is kind of right up there with them. Uh, other big, big games. Jonathan Taylor of Wisconsin scored four touchdowns with over. Let me just almost two hundred total yards, four touchdowns. Wisconsin won forty-nine nothing over South Florida. Big Heisman game for him. Doesn't hurt his Heisman, you know, hopes, but it's South Florida, it's Wisconsin, and most of all, he's a running back. Lately, the Heisman has been a quarterback award. He's got to, you know, produce huge, huge, huge numbers on big stages to really be considered for the Heisman because there's already favorites like Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, Tua Tagovailoa, and I'll get to it, Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma. Right now, those guys are probably your top three. Jonathan Taylor as a running back, outside looking in at right now. Um, who else? Alabama beat Duke 42-3. to Like I said, big blowout. Tua had a nice game. Uh, the, his wide receiver, maybe the best in the nation, Jerry Judy, had a big game with 10 receptions, 137 yards, and a touchdown. The, old, the big takeaway from this week for Alabama was they lost their middle linebacker to a torn ACL. So he's going to be out for the rest of the season. And Bama is starting two true freshmen at middle linebackers. Being the quarterback of the defense, the middle linebacker is very important. And Alabama has a huge history of middle linebackers going, you know, Rolando McLean, C.J. Mosley, Dante Hightower. Um, Ruben Foster, just some real NFL talent at middle linebacker. It's an important position for them. Luckily, they played Duke, so it wasn't super tough. It allowed them to get some good playing time experience, but down the road against better uh, coaching and better offenses could be an issue, but they lost that linebacker. He was a top NFL prospect at linebacker. 
Um, so that could hurt them in the future. But for week one, they came out on top. Tua looked good. He looked healthy, which he didn't at the end of last season. Um, like I said, Heisman favorite right now. He did nothing to change that. Number three, Georgia beat Vanderbilt. No surprise there. You know, Georgia being a top three team, they're probably a favorite in the playoffs right now. Did Jake Fromm look amazing? Based on it, I didn't watch this game, but his stat line, nothing special. Georgia likes to run the ball. Jake Fromm, certainly capable, but, you know, his stat line was nothing special. He's not a Heisman favorite, but George, don't get, don't get it wrong. Georgia's a big-time team. They were right there with Alabama in the SEC Championship. They were in the playoff last year, returned a lot of players on offense and defense. Georgia should remain a top-three team. Um, who is number four? That's a good question. I'll find out, but I'm just going to keep going. Ohio State beat Florida Atlantic. Quarterback Justin Fields, who transferred from Georgia last year because Jake Fromm beat him out. He was So for those of you who don't know, Justin Fields was right there with Trevor Lawrence coming out of high school to college. He did not beat Jake Fromm for the starting job at Georgia last year. So this year he transferred to Ohio State. He had four touchdowns in the air. I think he added one on the ground. Big game for him. This could be a, even though Ohio State lost Urban Myers with Justin Fields at quarterback and a lot of NFL talent, they could be right there. They're number five right now. So like I said, if anyone in the top four loses, Ohio State's going to be right there. Um, and that's what makes it difficult for a team like Oregon who lost to Auburn because they lost. There are teams at the top that are obvious. Uh, Clemson, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State at number five, and Oklahoma right there as well. I think Oklahoma is four, actually. But, you know, like I said, if they were to lose, where are they? Yeah, Oklahoma's four. If Clemson were to lose, Bama, Georgia were to lose, only one of those top four teams were to lose, Ohio State's right there. And that's why Oregon losing to Auburn is a big deal. Because instead of... Oregon winning their conference, Pac-12, you know, if they went undefeated, Pac-12 champs, that's hard to dispute. It's hard to keep them out of playoffs if you go undefeated and win your conference. But because they lost, you, you never know. There might be an SEC champ, ACC champ, Big 12 champ. You know, that's people are thinking Clemson, Bama, and then, you know, either Texas or Oklahoma, whoever comes out on top there. You know, if Georgia is 11-1 and at the end of the season with their only loss to Bama, should they be in? But what if Ohio State wins the Big Ten and goes undefeated? you got to put—I feel like you have to put Ohio State in as an undefeated conference champ as opposed to Oregon, who plays—or who was a Pac-12 champ but had one loss. So a lot goes into it, and that's what these rankings are for week to week. But that's why early season games are so important. And I know I keep bringing it up, but that's why this game for Oregon was so important. Because I don't think a lot of people think Auburn is going to win the SEC. They got Bama, LSU, Georgia in the SEC alone. For Oregon to lose to a team that's not going to win their division is big on them. I'm just going to keep going. Didn't watch this game. LSU won. They're ranked number six. Joe Burrow. His stat line looks good. He was playing Georgia Southern. No surprise there. 
Michigan blew away Middle Tennessee, no surprise there. Texas blew away uh, Louisiana Tech, no surprise there. And the big game, Oregon lost to Auburn. The big thing about this game was uh, Justin Herbert of Oregon probably would have been the number one quarterback off the board if he had come out last year. He decided to return for his senior year, and they were heavy favorites to win the Pac-12. But they lost to true freshman Bo Nix and the Auburn Tigers. At the, and halfway through the third port, quarter of this game, maybe even less, six minutes remaining of this game, Oregon was up 21-6. to six. They didn't score the rest of the game, and Auburn came back and won it in the final 10 seconds. Big, big loss for Oregon. This one hurts them, but big game for Auburn. But like I've said, Oregon, this probably hurts very badly, especially for your playoff hopes. Going to keep going. Washington, number 13. Jacob Eason, another Georgia grad, um, or a Georgia transfer. He was the starter his freshman year. His sophomore year, he got injured, and that's what made Jake Fromm start. So Jake Fromm has caused two quarterbacks, two top quarterbacks, to transfer from Georgia. Um, and now they're at Ohio State with Justin Fields and Washington with Jacob Eason. So if that doesn't tell you anything about Jake Fromm, it should. He's beaten out two top highly rated quarterbacks and with basically causing them to transfer. So that's why I would not doubt him, uh, especially for the NFL, but also for Georgia. Georgia, you know, having that top quarterback talent that is a big deal and it definitely helps him out. We had a couple huge blowouts in the Big Ten. Penn State won over Idaho 79 to nothing. Maryland won 79 to zero over Howard. Huge blowouts. Like I said, week one, huge blowouts. Syracuse could be a sneaky favorite. They're ranked 22, which is in uh, top 25 for the first time in a long time. They Let's not forget they gave Clemson some issues last year. I think that was the game Trevor Lawrence got hurt, but that doesn't mean anything. Well, I mean, it does. But Trevor Lawrence was a true freshman, and to just keep it close for Syracuse, that's a big deal. Uh, Washington State won big over New Mexico State. Nebraska should be much better this year with uh, Martinez as their quarterback. They uh, There are a lot of high hopes in Nebraska with, uh, I believe it's Scott Frost at coach. They should have a better season than the 4-8 and eight one last year. Stanford won 17-7 over Northwestern. A lot of people thought that could be an upset. Northwestern could win. They had a quarterback transfer from Clemson because, you know, Trevor Lawrence was there. But couldn't get it done. Stanford won in a low-scoring game. And then yesterday, Jalen Hurts came out for Oklahoma. Oklahoma beat Houston 49-31. Houston almost made it a game at the end there, but Jalen Hurts... Scored six touchdowns, had over 500 total yards, only had three total incompletions. What a career for Jalen Hurts. Starts as a true freshman at Alabama. Over two years, he gets benched his sophomore year, right, for Tua in the national championship game. But he was 26-2 and at Alabama. Um, sits out a year, his junior year. And then transfers to Oklahoma for a senior year. And Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley has produced two consecutive Heisman winners and number one overall picks. 
Jalen Hurts scores six touchdowns over 500 yards in week one. Whatever you think of his NFL prospect and his abilities at the next level, he is one of the most talented and one of the best college quarterbacks, if nothing else. And if week one is any indication, Jalen Hurts should be at the top of the Heisman rankings this week. Just this week for now. But I'm going to argue the stats will be pretty consistent towards the top throughout the college football season. And I think Lincoln Riley could produce potentially three straight Heisman winners. Do I think he'll go number one overall? No. But I really do think he could win the Heisman. Think about that. Lincoln Riley producing three straight Heisman winning quarterbacks. And they're all unconventional. Baker was short. Kyler was short. Jalen, it's well known he does not have the best arm or throwing abilities. But if you're a high school quarterback and you get an offer from Oklahoma, how could you turn that down? You got a quarterback who has a quarterback-friendly offense, and he's just produced at least two Heismans and two number one picks. Why wouldn't you want to go there, if nothing else, than to learn from him and get an opportunity to start, even if it's one year? I mean, Baker started two, but Kyler started one year and was the number one pick under Lincoln Riley. You wouldn't want that? I think if you're a quarterback, Oklahoma has to be at or near the top of your list to go to because of Lincoln Riley, how he can make you look, regardless of if you're good, because, I mean, Jalen Hurts, nothing against him, but he's not the quarterback Baker was. He's not the quarterback Kyler was, especially at the next level, but he could be just as good, if not better, at the college level. And Jalen Hurts has big game experience. And he's played in the SEC. So these Big 12 defenses going to be no issue for him. So he could have a huge year this year. And I'm really interested to see how he does with facing Big 12 defenses, with Lincoln Riley as his coach and offensive coordinator, and with all the weapons he's got around him. If you watch the game, and I watched most of it, they got so many weapons at Oklahoma. So I think for Oklahoma... Their biggest hurdle will be Texas. If they beat Texas and win the Pac or Big 12 and go undefeated, they are going to be in the playoffs. So, my top four right now, nothing's changed. Clemson, Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma, I agree with those rankings. And uh, we'll see. One thing to note, Oklahoma's defense looked a lot better than last year's. I don't know how good Houston was. I didn't watch them last year, but... Their defense a lot better than last year. They have this guy on defense, Kenneth Murray, who was all over the field. Um, so if their defense is better, they could be very dangerous come playoff time and if they stay healthy. So, um, like I said, that's my top four. I don't see a lot of movement happening in the top ten because they all won. Um, you know, college football's here. NFL starts on Thursday, which we'll get into on our next podcast. But tonight, uh, Notre Dame plays Louisville. Another top 10 team in action. So tune in if you can. I'm going to try to tune in. Definitely going to watch some of that just to see, you know, is Notre Dame overhyped? We'll see. And, uh, yeah, so I hope everyone had a good Labor Day weekend. If you wanted to watch college football, I hope you were able to. And, you know, no more Sundays until without football until 
after the Super Bowl. So football's back. So thanks for listening. We'll have our full episode coming up soon. And uh, hope you listen in. Thanks.